prelude to popcorn junkies talking about how I can't bear it when women do. Mother, you used to watch my mum. Then... But if you're drunk, doesn't your hand go? Well, just don't do it drunk. Oh, I don't do it drunk. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Popcorn Junkies. This is Candyman, the 2021 manifestation. Uh, obviously, a remake or a revisit of the original Candyman in 1992 that everyone gets very excited about and goes, God, Candyman, Candyman, do you remember Candyman? And as even Yaya Abdul Mateen himself said, None of us really know why we all go Candyman. Yeah, Candyman, yeah. Because no, the first film really was. Remember it. Yeah, but people don't really have a memory of it. People don't really see it as a majorly important film within... Well, he the... kind of said, like, we remember all of the kind of, like, stereotypical yes. famous bits from it, but nobody yes. remembers the plot or the story. No, exactly. And in yeah. fact, I would argue, and I think what's kind of refreshing about this new film, the original film, which was based on a Clive Barker story, interestingly, called The Forbidden, um, yeah, the Candyman, or the ghost, or the malevolent beast in it, yeah. is, is basically, he's an art, a dead artist and son of a slave. It never really, I don't think, meaningfully explores that sort of mm. black, historic, negative heritage, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Instead, all you just, all, you know, all it presents is a sort of slasher horror. Yeah, and that yeah, just yeah. happens to be the backstory yeah. of the Candyman. And at the screening, you're not going to believe this, but we had Yaya himself. And it was, I thought it was really good. He did a Q&A at the end of it, and we'll talk about that in the review later, but I thought he gave us some really nice context to what, yeah, what yeah. the director was doing. So the new version is directed by Nia DaCosta, a female black director, and she now has the accolade of being the first ever black female director to have a film at number one in the box office. Oh, wow. Last weekend. That's really crazy. That's massive. That's a massive change. It's yeah. produced by Jordan Peele, yes. and I think in many ways, whilst... Nia da Costa is very much a part of how this film feels, looks, uh, the, the tone of it. Yeah. Jordan Peele's interest is in sort of using horror to resituate the race debate yeah. in America yeah. and in, in, in culture. Mm. Um, so this is essentially, this stars Yaya Abdul-Mateen as a, an artist. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of drawn into, due to the gentrification, isn't it? They're sort of, they're doing this thing to this neighbourhood. And he starts to sort of inquire into uh, the local history. Um, and, and then he sort of inadvertently, with the chap in the, in the uh, dry cleaners, desperate for some inspiration, looks into the kind of heritage of the area that he lives in. It's being gentrified. In itself, a political statement about yeah. sort of principally black areas of America, given a sort of, you know, white middle class sheen, mm. and suddenly it's all, all allowable and, and permittable. Yeah. Um, and what we get in this film is essentially Yaya contorts through a series of, I mean, what would you say? Does he get possessed? How does it work? Yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah, I'd say it's kind of like a, a possession, possession, isn't it? Yeah. I, and it, obsession. Yeah, possession, obsession. Because he gets obsessed with the story. He and... does. And he's an artist. And what I liked about this film was it was very much parked within the world of pretentious art. Yeah. You know, the art agents, the art gallery owners, critics. the critics, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Everyone's a bit po-faced and a bit doubtful about whether saying Candyman five times really is the thing that it's yeah. going to be. We all know, because we all know that there's another film. Yeah, yeah. We know that it's going to be disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we have a process of... I, I, there's a number of deaths in this film. We'll get to the ethnic complexities of the film and the subtext of the film later you know having established that there's this chap wandering around putting razor blades in sweets yeah that's quite what's that about evil. i was getting a, i was getting um the child catcher and chitty chitty bang bang vibes oh yeah 
So in a weird way, even in the presentation of this character, who was putting, you know, that awful moment when the boy's in the... Oh, yeah, he comes out the hole. Yeah, was the boy him? Was the boy Yaya? No, no, the boy was the guy in the the laundrette. Yeah. And he sees him coming out of that hole in the... the, Yeah, yeah, with the candy. Yeah. I found that scene really upsetting, though, because obviously then, um, you know, the kid screams and then the police come down and they kill him on the spot. And then we find out that he was actually innocent. Yeah. He he wasn't the one giving the razor blade candy. That's right. I mean, he could have helped his cause by not climbing out of a room. Yeah, no, he was still a bit weird, obviously, (laughs) but the fact he was killed and beaten on the spot and of that I, I found that so upsetting and it comes back to the whole police brutality and, and it, it does injustice. and that is threaded through this is, is the sort of the role that the police and the role that white people have in managing the myth if you like yeah of black people especially yeah. black people and I thought Yaya the actor the star was really interesting in this about you know there are black people who've died or been killed at the hands of the police or whatever they may have a dubious past or background, but that A, doesn't justify killing them. Yeah, exactly. And B, it doesn't explain why or what the conditions were and what they did before was. Yeah. And C, what I think is really good about this, and I think the first one really didn't engage with this, um, you know, how would, say, George Floyd feel if he came back and could do whatever he wanted to do. I'm yeah, sure he when he said that, that was really powerful. It was so powerful, yeah. wasn't it? And I thought, at that point, I thought, well, why would he be kind and understanding yeah, and tolerant to the police angry. that killed him? Yeah, yeah, there would be an anger to this, if you like, dark and twisted monster or ghost mm. of, of, of a black person. And I think this, this is what's really clever about this film. This film, at the end, flips that whole thing on its head. Yeah. It flips the candy man, the thriller, the monster. It flips the, the, the monster concept on its head. But also, I thought it was powerful with the whole, you know, talking about when, when a black person has been mm. brutally murdered by the police or there's been some form of injustice. The way everybody then, like, searches for all the bad stuff that they've yes. done in the past to justify, to justify their death. It. That's not something people do when a white person Very does true. like that. Like, Very true. It's almost like, oh, let's just make the whole situation less upsetting and easier for us to deal with because they used to yes. be, they used to do this, they killed a person in the past, they did all of Absolutely. this. It's like, yeah, okay, maybe, but like, you don't have to be, also, sorry, this also comes to like, a lot of people saying this around when, you know, we lost the, football match yes. and everything and yeah. how everybody was saying it's not like like for black people you, they don't have to be like a hero and a perfect no, person no. for them to be treated like a decent human being like exactly so it's like when it comes to a black person it's like oh they have to have never done anything questionable they have to be like this angel hero for us mm. for them to be treated it's very with true respect and it's very like, true uh, and it's and it's a ludicrously impossible hurdle to jump or maintain so again you know rich pickings here because it's using the idea of a gentrified neighborhood it's using the idea of how a black man yaya's character is essentially being used and exploited by the art world Mm. you know they kind of wanted his ethnicity and skin color to inform his art in a way that they didn't want yeah corporate yeah 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 and so in a in a weird way i thought this was as much although it's a film about race it's a film about uh, police brutality, injustice. injustice. It's also a film that I think really slams the art world um, and slams yeah. middle-class white America. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yet manages to do it in a way that's quite inclusive too. And I'm thinking there of like the gay couple who, mm. who are their friends. When Candyman started to sort of kill people, what, what, you're a horror fan. Yeah. 
this was quite uh this was this is quite a scary film yeah i mean we jumped a lot in the cinema like there were very many jump scares yeah. it was very gruesome but, but they also took like the, the scares and the horror in it all was really clever like it didn't feel like most horrors where they're doing this to jump scare you yeah yeah, and yeah. they had like a lot of scenes where it was more unsettling than it was horror mm. like uh, one of the scenes that unsettled me the most was when he was looking in the mirror oh, and I'm his so reflection you mentioned that. yeah and his reflection was Candyman. i thought that was one of the most powerful scenes yeah but it was so scary because like nothing kind of like nothing happened you know i mean like, no. it wasn't a jump scare it was a very long kind no. of silent scene of him looking so horrified at the fact but kind that of also like, examining himself for me that was examining the... himself yeah it felt yeah. so like and i also thought that that was a really nice play on like um derealization and for some people as yeah. well because it was like it just showed that horror and kind of not yeah. recognizing yourself and then the yeah i mean i, I, I thought yeah, i thought yaya abdul mateen did a brilliant job of there was a psychosis at work and you know that yeah, idea of yeah. a multiple personality disorder mm. um you know that that scene particularly that you home in on i thought for me that was the crux of the film and i think it yeah, almost comes halfway through it's the point at which almost the transformation or the transference yeah. of horror completes itself yeah but the yeah. way he's kind of and then you realize he's moving because he's also got like that yeah, that yeah, wound on his hand and that's the hand that the like yeah it's on yeah really that horrible was so disgusting yeah he's like peeling the skin off. so the body horror in this is really convincing the yeah. scares as you rightly say maddie are quite sophisticated scares i mean some of them for example there's a really in the trailer there's a great scene where five white girls in a toilet Oh, decide yeah. to go candy man candy man yeah and i don't know if you noticed but all the deaths happened looking in the sort of yeah they all have makeup mirror didn't they yeah or, yeah of a girl because he only appears in reflections that's right that's right that was and, really cool and so you often got just the horror was suggested you'd hear the slicing you'd hear the slashing or you'd see it from a long way away so even the guy in the art gallery at the beginning that was horrendous <laughs> it was, was so, so horrendous, bad wasn't it yeah. and his death especially as it was and in the, the middle girls of yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. The, I tell you, the only characters that kind of annoyed me because yeah. I was like, this is very set up to be like how they stereotypically are in every um, movie with the teenage girls in the bathroom. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. because I, they were needed. Don't get me wrong, and they were supposed to be annoying. They were a like, bit too dimensional. But they were too. Um, I don't know. I have a problem sometimes with films and how they do the whole like school kid thing. Yeah, and it's I like, think you saying this before, oh, it's yeah. like really exaggerated. The phone. Oh, I know what you mean. Freaking... So they're holding the mirror like that. Yeah, I don't know. It was just yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. a bit like. But that was actually the only moment. I... But that scene when they ended up all getting slaughtered was really was really it was quite good. satisfying. Yeah. Does it make you nervous about saying Candyman? Do you? Would you? <laughs> when you in your no, life? I remember telling you before we went to go and see it. I said it in the mirror the night before we went to Did go you? and see it. I told you, especially my you children. And then you were struck down with COVID. Yeah. No, I, I was scared about having said it after seeing it. Though. I was like, it's maybe very, I shouldn't have said it. It's a very clever device. I mean, some critics have been drawing a parallel, even from the repetition of Candyman to the repetition of George Floyd's name and other victims mm. of police brutality in America. I, th I think, and I think what was really clever about this film was, as you say, it touched upon all those political and social and cultural issues that mm. are very real in America, but as you rightly say, are very real here. Yeah. But it did it, which I think is so clever with, and I'm not taken away from Nia DaCosta as the director, but I think Jordan Peele does a great job of doing this, lacing these themes without not punching yeah, you in the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like you're feeling like, oh, this is a lesson. <laughs> it just was, yeah, it was, it was laced into it inherently really yeah. cleverly, I think. Yeah, um, really. And then, so, 
as it kind of builds to a sort of frenzied finale of blood, gore, and madness, yeah. as Yaya Mateen just kind of, uh, Abdul Mateen totally unfurls and unpings yeah. into the most sort Grim, of absent yeah. eye. There's a wonderful shot where he's frantically painting, and then there's yeah, a wonderful yeah. shot where he's just, do you remember that moment where they're talking about his artwork mm. and they've been killed and he's just sitting there looking at the television? Oh, when the critics Call me by been... my name, was it? Or Oh, was that his... oh, oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's when just the critic... looking, that's yeah, yeah. my work. That's yeah. my work. So it was about ego as they well. They said my name. Or they said my name. And I think that's important, the, the idea of your name. I think Yaya talked about that afterwards, didn't he? It's like we own our name. What is our yeah, name yeah, yeah, as yeah. a black man or a black woman? Yeah. Don't take that away from us. Mm. Um, and in summary, I mean, it was a short film. Yeah. It also effective. wasn't it wasn't slow and it wasn't Not like all. too fast. It just kind of and went, it wasn't repetitious. It. it didn't yeah. feel like it had to hang over stuff. And I also like which you know I tend to feel with most horrors and even sometimes with Jordan Peele's films, even though I love them, is yeah. like they tend to lose it towards Drift the off. end. And there was a moment where I felt like it was going to right when you know when the whole like chopped his arm off put this thing in. Yes. like it was horrible don't get me wrong but i was like it's going very oh like, yeah that moment that was this only the, moment where i was slightly like maybe they're losing it a bit but then the ending i thought was so powerful you know so and he was powerful. walking around the car with all the different faces yeah. of all of the candy men and then yeah like all the wasps on the face. I, I, I thought the ending was really powerful which i usually don't feel especially it really, horror films. it really was and you know if you think the bees and the swarm and I think, did that come from in the in the in the folk tale or in the story <clears throat> was it that they put honey on his face and they killed him or they oh really they, they, they stung him to death or something i think oh. there's some connection but you're right there's a shot and it's in the trailer where he walks around the back of the car yeah his girlfriend is in the car the police are starting the trotting out the line about how they called it upon themselves as yeah. black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. your partner was this. Yeah. You know, sort of trying to frame them and trying to do yeah. that whole thing that white policemen can do. Um, and then you're right, he comes out. And for me, this was the most crucially radical point in the film. Because at this point where the Candyman slash Yaya slash Tony Todd slash Tony Todd from the first one, they brought him in at the end there, didn't they, for that yeah, shot yeah, yeah. where it was the original Candyman. Yeah. I thought that was clever because... They were collapsing many identities of many da dead black mm. people yeah, yeah. into one. Yeah. And of course, then the Candyman, the monster in the first film, becomes Candyman, the freedom fighter. Yeah. Because he actually kills on behalf of someone he loves. Yeah, yeah. And that, re that sort of reinvigorates the myth of, of mm. brutalised, murdered black people. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. I know. And I thought that for me was... It was, was really powerful. And that was like really it, powerful. Yeah. So he was kind of like a hero. Yeah. But... He's just misunderstood. But they managed to keep it a No, it's like a misunderstood yeah. villain. So they kind of really characterised him like that. They gave him sort of depth. And obviously he's always had a backstory, but I felt the backstory just made it really rich. Yeah, really I mean, meaningful. even like they said after the film, the <coughs> Q&A, like the... the the backstory never carried through from the original. No, Nobody did. remembers that. No, it was just passed over. Part of it. And they make the backstory centre stage. But then they did it with this one centre stage, but without being like, this is a this film is, about Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I see yeah, well, well, let's sum up and, and score it. Right. So how would you sum up? Um, okay, so I, I've, I'd been really excited about this film for the longest time. Um, yeah. I really f wanted like a new horror that was like yeah, that, you know. That was new. Yeah, that was new. Mm. I just thought that, Again, like I, I just felt all the scares were really unique, original, and they were clever. It was clever. It was out, a clever yeah. horror. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just kind of mindless yeah. jump scares, and it didn't lose itself at any point. And it 
was yeah. strong throughout. Yeah. It wasn't like a slow build or anything. I really loved the music too. Yeah, no, it was great. The music wasn't was it? really good. Really good. I just thought it was so powerful and I wasn't expecting it, the film, to have that meaning to it. It was really upsetting as well and it was mm. just, it just had far more meaning to it than I thought it yeah, would. Yeah. And it was one of those films that when it finished, I was like, I just want everybody to see this because not only is it such a good horror that you could like slap on with your friends and everybody mm. be really freaked out, but it has this like message mm. and this meaning underneath it as well um so yeah for me it was it was the perfect film to be mm. honest i was there i loved go. it so i'm gonna give it 100 whoa she's giving it 100 and i gave the suicide squad 100 and she didn't give that 100 <laughs> okay I, I i totally agree with everything you said i think mm. what made this head and shoulders above any other horror film was every single moment of gruesome horror was more inventive than the one before. Yeah. It was punctuated with moments, and I have to say, Yaya Abdul-Mateen defined those moments where, moments within a, just a 90 minute film where it stopped, it slowed down, and you felt his internal madness. Yeah, that, that was something I really liked to <coughs> because I feel like with so many films where yeah. it's kind of set around the character going insane, mm. that they always don't quite get enough of it. Yeah. But, you know, like with Venom, it's like you're not quite crazy. And, like, you're not, you're yeah, not exactly quite, at the edges. But with this, I felt they really let him just, yeah. I really believed his Well, because also his, his, his craziness his was both one of a... Because often in films, that kind of internal craziness just go, becomes a frenzy of attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it Whereas was... this was a, a frenzy of internal attacks, yeah. so there would be scenes of great silence, like when he was watching stuff on telly. Just he was mm. he was becoming, as you said, disassociated. Yeah, I just and, and they yeah, painted exactly. that world. I thought it was just a really clever depiction of mental, mental health because also yeah. it's it, it's not like mental health has to be as big, exaggerated. Like no. now I'm going to destroy everything. Yeah, with a hook. It can just be that you're sat there staring at something for ages and exactly. not saying anything. And I, I thought that they did that really they well, and they, so they well. really let him take that yeah so it really is a, it's a real joy that in a horror film you get quite a nuanced and layered performance by the central character all the support characters the gay couple really mm. really progressive portrayal of a gay couple and some good laughs in there yeah. yeah and good laughs in there as well <clears throat> good laughs with them as well really nice riffing on the whole art world you remember that scene where they're sitting with the new art agent and he says i'm sure he would die to get his hands on you and then he says oh of course oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, really nice kind of intelligent humour. It, it was fun. But enough in there that if you just like a good horror film, it will keep you, you know, you'd be dragged to the next murder, the next yeah, murder, yeah. the next murder. And then I felt that this twist of a message at the end that isn't too heavy-handed, there was a lightness of touch to it. And I have to say, neither of us have really mentioned it, we love a film. We, I know we have a similar type of camera work that we like. And this reminded me at times of that camera work in things like Cloverfield, that it yeah. had a richness to colour, but it wasn't pop video-y, it wasn't surface. Yeah. So I would give it... That <coughs> happened to me yesterday on it. the bus and then at Patrick's. Oh, it's so annoying. Uh, everyone put your masks on. <clears throat> You're going to have to get out of this quickly. I did say Candyman five times just before I did this. This <laughs> oh, is no. him getting me. Yeah, um, I would give it 100 out of 100. I thought it was a, really, a perfect, perfect... I'm pretty sure Kiki would have given it 100 out of 100. I think she so too. too. She loved it. Yeah, perfect film. Perfect yes. horror film. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.